oh, I don't even allow for weekend dates. Like I have to be so into you or you have to plan a really nice date in order for me to go with you on the weekend. Cause I think my Friday, Saturday, Sundays, they're for my friends. They're for mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. that's for the it. girls. Saturdays are for the girls. Yes, exactly. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back to another episode of our podcast. So I have a very important question I need to ask you. Okay. Have you seen The Batman yet? (laughs) I have not seen The Batman. Are you going to? Are you going to? The only way I would go is if Blaine wanted to go with me. Really? Really? I'm disappointed. Yeah. I, I'm not shocked, but I'm disappointed. Reason I ask is because I had one of my best friends out here for like the whole week and we were going out like, you know, every night for dinner and everything. And we go to this one restaurant in West Hollywood called The Nice Guy. Mm-hmm. And at the end of our meal, our waiter was literally like, have you guys seen the Batman yet? And we're like, <laughs> no, we, like we're going to. But no, he was like. Y'all, let me tell you, I am a whore and a half for the Batman. Like, this man completely forgot work etiquette, everything. It was like, I'm a whore and a half for the Batman. Like, I have a full-on leg sleeve tattoo of the Batman. And I'm like... Who are you? This was more information (laughs) than I needed to know about my waiter. But cool. That's great. I'm, I'm so... Happy for you. I hope that you meet Rob Pattinson. Like, it was the most. I will never forget that waiter. His name is Chase at the Nice Guy. Chase, if you're listening, <laughs> shout out to you. Um, shout out. Horn and a half of the Batman. That, that is. That's probably uh, the funniest description I've ever heard anyone say <laughs> when they are obsessed with somebody and like, Love them. Like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that before, ever. That is hilarious. I was like, okay. Noted, noted, noted. That's great. I, I, I'm i glad to hear. And I, I asked, I told my friend Michael, and he was like, a whore and a half is being polite. It's like, okay. All right. Glad to know that every man out there right now is living it up for Rob Pattinson like I fucking told you guys he was not just some twilight vampire who sparkled he is a good actor although he is a very bad vampire because it did take him a decade to turn into a bat (laughs) (laughs) I did not know this these are the things that I learn every day is a school day that 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 was my week. But and you're yeah. going to go see it today, correct? Probably. I, I yeah. mean, I, this guy's review was raving. And I mean, my review, follow me on Letterboxd, at Emily Elise, and you will see my review of the Batman, and I will probably say I'm a whore and a half for the Batman as well. I like it. I like it. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, I've only been to the movies one time since all this COVID stuff, and I went to go since see- Since 2020? <laughs> 
And I went to go see Sing too <laughs> with my mom and my grandma. You're I am telling not, me. I'm not a movie theater goer. We know this. <laughs> yeah. You're making it really hard. <laughs> for I know. Me. I know. <laughs> to but, be your best friend sometimes. But I really do enjoy a good movie nachos, movie slushy, and those reclining back the fuck up. heated back the fuck seats. Up. No, back the fuck up. Nachos. Yes. Nachos at the yes. movies. Nachos. I know. I'm sorry. Popcorn does not sit well with my stomach. I know. I will get popcorn with you. We can share popcorn. When have we ever gone to a movie? Together. Wilmington, Wilmington. You took to me see to go 50 see, to see one 50 of the. Shades. Yep, you went to go. You took me to go see Fifty Shades, and I hadn't seen any of them, so we had to watch them all before. Yes, yes, yes. because it was a Valentine's Day tradition with my your other friends. friend. Yes, and I yes. went and I and I joined in. It was a blast. Yeah, blast. because we all went like a group of like six of us all went. We sat with me because I made the best commentary the entire time during the movie. This girl does not shut up during I know. movies. Trust me, I'm aware of this. I'm very I think, aware of it. I think that's it's why I don't. I think that's why I don't go with you. Probably, probably <laughs> it's my toxic trait. Honestly, uh, some people are here for it. My roommate, being one of them, she loves it that I talk and like gives her fun facts and shit like that because it. She like now knows things about film. That she did it before. That's true. But, That's true. Um, yeah. No, I'm fully aware that it, that is my toxic trait. And um, you're a movie talker. Are you a show talker? I think we've had this conversation before. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. I get it from my mother. Um, yeah. No, I can definitely see your mom being a yeah, movie talker. It annoys me when she does it. So <laughs> let me know how that that be mathing. She that don't math. <laughs> her movie talking is what did he say? What did he say? This oh. is why we have closed captions. <laughs> yes, I always. Yes, yes. Closed captioning is the way to go. Wait, what was that? What was that? I missed that. Oh shit! Because I can't. Because I can't hear. I feel like I can't hear all mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Like something. Mm-hmm. So something's going on. With my that hearing. sounds like a personal problem to you. Yeah. The movie's fault. So the sound designer did not. That's not their fault. That is not the sound designer's yeah. fault. Yeah, but maybe that's why I don't like movies because I think there's no closed captioning. <laughs> well, you can go to some AMC theaters and they do have closed captioning. True. Also. True. They, they True. do have that. That is an option. Hmm. So maybe I'll just pick those theaters. Okay. <laughs> yeah, probably probably not. <laughs> I'm seeing two really out of all the plethora of cinema that is out right now during award season. You picked Sing Two? Mm-hmm. Sing yep. Two? Sing Two. It was good. Not as good as the first. <laughs> I didn't even see the first one. I hate DreamWorks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're well, going to compare of- DreamWorks Animation and Imagination and uh, like Illumination to Pixar? Oh, no. Pixar is way better. Okay. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I am. I'm definitely a Pixar. There just wasn't any Pixar movies out. <laughs> Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. I've never seen it, and I know that whole song. <laughs> Thank you, TikTok. Well, I went to go see, instead of going to see a movie... Mm-hmm. I went to go see Eliza, however the heck you say her last name. Schlesslinger. Schlesslinger. It's like a, it's like a joke. One of those, uh, like Sally sells seashells by the seashore kind of thing. Schlesslinger. I don't know. Anyways, she's fantastic. A tongue twister. Yes. Yes. What a joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. My brain is not. We're, on nev- today. we're never going to get her on the show now. Oh my gosh, she is hysterical. 
first off, her opening act, Hunter Hill, he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was so fun. Her dog made an appearance, of course. And then she she was like, so she she played or played. She was at, <laughs> I don't know what you say for a comedian. She was at Ovens she Auditorium. Per- performed. She performed. She played. <laughs> she played. <laughs> she performed at Ovens Auditorium in Charlotte. And she kept... <laughs> She kept referring to the Bojangles arena. And she was like, next time I'm going to be at the Bojangles. And she was like, um, from the oven to the biscuit, like, like saying she was going from ovens auditorium to Bojangles Coliseum. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, I was like dying laughing. And then I was really annoyed because there was this young couple in front of us who just kept making out the whole time and talking. <laughs> and I was during, like, this during is a not... I was like, this is not quite the vibe. Like, you should have probably picked a you different date. You weren't, like, feeling it, like, that way with Blake. No, like, it just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't it. But Ugh. she put it on an amazing show. She is ten times as funny in person as on TV, which is I'm hard sure. to do. And I just love all of her, like, quirky like sounds and movements mm-hmm. that she makes. Mm-hmm. Like she's just really, really, really fun. Um, and now I want to go see like every comedian that I like in person. Cause it was just so much better. And I can't wait to watch this Netflix special and see how she like evolves it for, from her performance, um, this past Friday. So, you know, I live near two comedy clubs, like world famous comedy clubs. We could go. We could. We Dane, could go. Cook, Dane Cook was there yesterday. We could go. Randomly. I'm down. It's so fun. It's so weird. So. Um, no, it's so weird, LA, because my fucking yoga teacher dates Dan Cook. So there's that on top of it. It's like a really weird capacity. It's of a like, small world. Like in a big city. Bar, my pure bar instructor is the model for pure bar. Um, so okay. I was like, why do you look so familiar? It's because she's on every freaking like promotional poster so i'm like cool (laughs) that's great it's fine hey at least i'm getting a good workout but regardless that's true that's uh, true yeah everybody knows everybody it's really really a small town um (laughs) it's a small town in a big city (laughs) it's a small town because all my fucking exes from winston-salem keep moving out here like the rebound guy is now out here that's your fault though when you date artsy people they're gonna go why the fuck is this my fault (laughs) When you date artsy people, they're going to go to artsy cities. Hello, L.A. They do not. They're Seattle, Portland, Denver, New York, Austin, Nashville, Chicago, (laughs) Atlanta. Any major city really could do San Francisco if you really need to be in California. Well, L.A. Really, you don't. L.A. was the choice. (laughs) Los Angeles doesn't have to be. There's... I always tell people, no, like my friends, I'm like, you have to move to LA if you want to work in a film. Like, you really need to. You really don't. <laughs> you can go anywhere else. I've lied to you this whole time. <laughs> I've been lying this whole time. They could, they could go to New York. They could go to Atlanta. Be just fine. Mm-hmm. Wilmington, mm-hmm. L- London, England. For all I care, they really do not even have to be on this continent. It's fine. Just um, please leave America. Thank you. Goodbye. Because <laughs> knowing my ass. I will run into him. Oh, you're 100% going to run into him. Love that we're manifesting this. Five months. Let's not manifest that, actually. You already did. Uh, um, (laughs) The fact that he was near my apartment the other night. That's enough of running. Like, you've already run into him. That's close enough. 
So we're going to take bets now on if Emily should just like fucking call him out on his shit if I do run into him ever. Because he's hanging out with my friends. Like, I didn't realize he was friends with some of my friends. And I was like, cool. 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 Like, not like close, close friends who know who he is and know like the shit that he did. But like acquaintances, people that I have hung out with. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, solid. Great. That's always the best. Stellar. Stunning. (laughs) Terrific immaculate uh, any other <laughs> like amazing words that I could think of uh, for the situation so that's my life what's your captivation <laughs> um my captivation this week is my new phone I upgraded this bitch I, I switched bitch. I switched plans I'm now on my fiance's plan and I got the iPhone 13 Pro Max in the baby blue I'm proud to say that I'm still repping the iPhone 10. That's what I was repping before. Literally, nothing was wrong with it. I just wanted to, if I was just going to make all the changes, why not change my phone? So mm-hmm. I like it. It's bigger than my other phone, which is taking me like some getting used to. I don't have mm-hmm. my pop socket anymore. RIP. I couldn't save it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to get a new. does that mean that we should come out? Yes, please. With we should pop have sockets? a pop socket. Because I love them. They merch? are like, they're really great. Like merch? when you, merch, merch, merch? <laughs> I'm hearing merch. Stella's oh. qu- crying at the door. She says merch guys, merch. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I need a, I need a pop socket, but um, yeah, so far I really like it. I haven't really tried out the camera yet, but mm. I've heard that it is really good. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully it lives up to the hype. But I'm still getting used to the bigger phone, but I like it for, like, watching, like, YouTube or TikToks or um, anything like that. But, yeah, I'm excited. What is your captivation, though? So, uh, my captivation is a makeup product. Um, I feel like I haven't mentioned a product in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is one that I am head over heels obsessed with and I used to be obsessed with this like when it first came out but now they have a new scent and I have been lathering it all over my lips and it has been the Glossier cookie butter bomb.com and it's this it's in the scent cookie butter and it is the most intoxicating thing like I literally just smell it it smells like a fucking like Bath and Body Works candle. Wait, so we're gonna go to Glossier when I come out there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. It smells perfect. like cookie dough and like a cinnamon roll combined. Oh. Like Ooh, I like the color. I like the color of yes, it. Yes, it's like a nice nude color. It is. Oh my god! I lathered this on my lips every single day because my skin has been so freaking dry since moving out here. My lips included. So. This has been really nice. I'm putting some on now because yes, why you not? are. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm in the mm. need for some more because I think I still have the birthday cake one somewhere. Oh, I think girl, it's in my car. Old. Oh, girl, it needs so to be old. thrown away. Oh, girl, that is that is that is old. I got you that when I first went to New York back in like twenty, yeah, like fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Twenty fifteen needs to be thrown away. To be mm. honest. 2018. 2018, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it was that old. That would be yeah, gross. But still, 2018. But still. Well, I don't feel like 2019 through 2021 actually happened. So, oh, no. therefore, yeah. it's only two years old. <laughs> cool. Cool. Great. Cool. I should still put it on my lips, right? Yeah. Um, You can smell it. It can be great aromatherapy. Um, That's but... true. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, living near a Glossier store is very t- dangerous for me. Um, I could see that. I could see that. I spent way too much money this week, so it's fine. It's fine. I just restocked on everything that I needed from them, and it's great. Uh, but the cookie butter bomb.com is super. Um, it's my new favorite flavor, scent, whatever. <laughs> well, technically, cookie <laughs> is a flavor, so. <laughs> yeah, but highly recommend you guys go and check that one out. Alrighty, gals. So before we get into today's episode, we are so excited to have a special guest on today. This is such a hysterical episode. We are constantly laughing the entire way through. So we're so excited for you guys to check out Tina from In Your 20s. But in the meantime, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at the Gals Guy Pod and on our personal socials. Mine is at Emily Elise. Mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And we will have links to all of that in the show notes down below. Also, make sure if you're listening on Spotify, you hit that follow button. And if you're listening on Apple, hit that subscribe button and leave us a little review. We really do love it. And it really means a lot to us. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Alrighty, gals. So zooming into the home studio today, we have a very special guest. She is the host of the In Your 20s podcast and is Tina Ogallo. Hi. Hello. 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 And it's Tina with an H. I love that Tina you with an always H. make a preference to um, <laughs> specify that. But hello. We are so happy to have you in the studio today. I'm so excited to be on when you guys reached out. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Especially because <laughs> this topic is like something I always am talking about, even to people who don't want to listen. So I'm like, let's go. You're preaching but to the choir. <laughs> dating in your twenties is so, it's such a weird, confusing time. I think for so many people. So like and your podcast is all about your twenties, which I love because so many people, like just don't know how to navigate it. And it's just different for everybody, but We're going to get into that. I kind of want to first ask you, this is something we ask all of our guests, is what you're currently captivated by. Do you have like anything in mind right now that you're like obsessed with? Yes. And I don't know if it's okay to be obsessed with it. Actually, (laughs) I feel like it is, but I'll preface it because basically I'm captivated by Pam and Tommy on Hulu, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I'm here with you. I'm here. This was my, literally my captivation last week. So I am here with you. I think it is so well done. Like every single scene, I just have to pause and stare at it because from the wardrobe, the makeup to the way Sebastian Stan and is it Lily James? Yes. Lily James, the way that they're just, their acting is so good. And even Seth Rogen, who I know some people love, some people hate, he's Mm -hmm. so great in it. But the reason why I was like, I don't know if it's okay to be captivated by it because they never reached out to Pam or Tommy. I know. And so I'm over here like I would be so pissed if someone created like a show about me and something that was traumatic to me. But I'm also like, it's such good television. I know. So. I know. Like I am a diehard Sebastian Stan um, fan. Like everybody knows that I love him. He is my husband. Um, but <laughs> I, like, I like Lily James. And I mean, God, the makeup team. 
is phenomenal how much they got her to look just like Pam like it is iconic and like Loki kind of want to go to my hairdresser and be like can you give me like Pam Anderson bangs like I am kind of vibing with it (laughs) I totally agree because I just think everything about it they really made sure to do their research but Mm -hmm. now it's also because at the end of the day it's still a show So after every episode, I have to go through four different articles to make sure I know what's real and what's not. Mm -hmm. Are you like up to date on everything? Like, have you seen like the most recent episodes and stuff? Seen the most recent episode. I'm wait. Is next week the last one? Like, oh god, no! Is it? No. (laughs) I think there might only be eight, unless there's ten. Then I'll be happy. Usually, because I work in film, usually um, most seasons or most miniseries are usually ten episodes. Um, that's tr- usually tradition. Some people like to ignore that tradition and do eight or nine episodes randomly, which annoys me. Um, uh, but no. no, I don't want it to be over because like, God, like they, I, while I, yes, I'm very conscious and aware that they did not talk to Pam specifically about like this. And I feel so bad that they didn't do that at the same time. Um, they really, Lily is doing a, such a great job as her and giving so much empathy and it pisses me off to see how, like what they did especially at like, the court hearing that um that they did with her oh my god to ask those questions like because hannah hasn't watched it no i'm but- like over here like well now i know what i'm watching this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene where it's like they're like doing a deposition uh for the trial because obviously if anybody doesn't know like pamela anderson and tommy lee were married they did a sex tape it got stolen and it was published and released across america online sold everything without their permission and their consent and they're doing they're trying to sue the people who stole it and there's they're in a deposition pam's in a deposition and their whole argument is well you've posed nude before for playboy so therefore like it's fine if your sex tape which is, you know, equivalent to posing for fucking Playboy. It's not. Definitely like, the same thing. Definitely. Yeah, it's fine. And like they asked her, like, when's the first time you decided to pose nude and stuff like that? I'm like, what? What does that have to do with the price of gas in Kentucky? Like, it doesn't have anything to do with that. I would love to know. I mean, obviously would not love it to happen to someone else. Mm-hmm. But in the year of 2022, I'm very interested to see if that same shit would go down because there would be backlash. But courts haven't changed that much over True. the past 20 30 years well what happened when kim k's tape got released because oh, it, but that wasn't stolen though at the same time like that was it wasn't like, I don't, was it stolen i don't really i don't know i thought um what's his face i forget his name uh ray <laughs> j yes though that i thought he released it i guess revenge oh porn if he did <gasps> Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. If he did, that is major T and I can't wait for the next Hulu docu miniseries to come out about it. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's like revenge porn laws now and things like that, that I feel like it would probably be handled a lot differently. I mean, cause especially with like the, um, the case of like all the celebrities, I think it was back in like 2014 that like Jennifer Lawrence and Vanessa Hudgens, a lot of the celebrities, their nudes got stolen and yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Through iCloud too. Yeah. So I know a lot of laws have changed around that kind of stuff. So I would only hope that if it was today, things would be a lot different. And it just sucks that there had to be like the first person and it had to be them that went through it for things to probably start getting like changed. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just going to say it, guys. My nudes are all just on my snap, like hidden memories <laughs> section. 
once I saw that iCloud thing, I was like, no, <laughs> we're only sticking to the Snapchat, the private memories <laughs> like, that are in the lock with the passcode. So even if someone tries to break into my Snapchat, it's still protected. Yep. 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 <laughs> Hilarious. It still terrifies me that if Snapchat was to get hacked, something would happen because yeah, they're gone. They're, <laughs> they're gone. It's fine. It's fine. You know what? Here's free. Just, just, just someone pay me for it at least. God. <laughs> but love that. Love that. That's your captivation. Um, love that. We're like already on the same wavelength. That's perfect. <laughs> so we wanted to have you on because your podcast, you talk all about like in your twenties, tell us a little about it. Like what all the subjects that you like kind of talk about the guests that you've had on and everything. Yeah. So I started in your twenties back in April of 2020. Um, and people are like, Oh, that's your quarantine project. And granted, yes, I started the podcast during quarantine, but I had the idea back in December of 2019, I was a senior in college and I was, uh, doing my last internship and I hated this internship. It was a cubicle. I didn't really know what to do. I had no one to talk to. So I like leaned into podcasting because I was like, wow, this is great. Then I thought to myself, I love to talk. I want to be the next female Ryan Seacrest. Like, why do I not have a podcast? Then came the idea of what the fuck am I going to talk about? Yep. At first, <laughs> at first I wanted to do an entertainment one, but I couldn't find um, a friend that was willing to commit to doing a weekly podcast because it is a lot of work. You have to set a time aside. So um, I was thinking, I was thinking, and then I said to myself, Tina, you're literally about to graduate from college. This was before COVID was even being talked about in the US. You're about to graduate from college. You have no idea what you're going to do. Are you going to move out? Are you going to stay at home? I just had all of these questions. And then it dawned on me that from the time that we're born to basically high school, or for the, those who decide to go the college route, college, we have a roadmap of what's next. First grade to second grade, you graduate high school, then, hey, maybe you go to college. But after college, you're just thrown in the deep end, expected to pay your bills, get a job and figure shit out. So I started in your 20s as a way to really just help 20 somethings with um, all the questions and things that they didn't teach you in school with people who've experienced them. Uh, The guests on in your 20s range from reality stars, influencers, my best friends, experts in their field, just to make sure that we've, we cover as much ground as possible across life, career, love, and random other shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's so great though, because, okay. Did you graduate in 2020? Yes. So I graduated grad school in 2020. So like, I feel your pain, <laughs> Wait, but that's also even, okay. This is going to sound bad, but I was going to say that's even worse because I oh, think no, yeah. a grad school graduation, you get the hat and the, it's, it's like, I uh-huh. mean, I literally felt like I also went to grad school and I felt like I was like in Hogwarts. Yeah. Like I had the whole thing and then you didn't get to experience. I got that. it. They gave it to us. <laughs> I wore it in my living room. <laughs> like best you could like walk. Best bet, I walk down those steps to vitamin C as we go on. <laughs> did the whole entire thing. I was like, I paid how much money for this cap and gown and this whole Hogwarts ensemble? Best bet, people are going to see it. Did we go to Outback and get to go afterwards? Yes. Uh, and so the to go ladies at Outback saw my uniform, but it's fine. 
It's fine. I'm not it's bitter. It's I fine. love that because I did the exact same thing except with Applebee's. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, like on the bright side, at least I didn't have to wear makeup or anything and like That's didn't true. have to like do all of that. But still, I was so irritated. And like, I, I at the same time, like I had my undergrad graduation. So like I still got to experience a college graduation in some way. And where I went to grad school was like a conservatory. So I went to film school. So like most people didn't really wear capping gowns all the time for Mm -hmm. their graduations. It wasn't really like a normal thing. Um, Us grad students were doing it just because we paid so much money. We were like, no, you're going to see my recognition. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, I, I felt so bad for all the undergrads, like who didn't get that opportunity to, you know, have like a proper college graduation and like like your senior week activities, senior spring, like I was in, um, okay. I'm really calling myself out already. (laughs) I was in Miami for spring break. I wasn't one of those people that was like, I don't care about COVID. I'm just trying to get (laughs) fucking drunk and wasted, but that wasn't me. (laughs) I promise you guys, because first of all, I didn't even want to go to Miami for spring break. I was just forced, well, forced to go because all my friends were going. So I was like, I'm not going to go to Vegas by myself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So it was like, okay, we had spring break, but we got there right around, I think things started to shut down like March 17th. We had gotten there on March 14th and each day something else was closing. Like I remember strict like so clearly that we were at SLS, which is that big pool party in Miami. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were there for maybe two hours, two hours max. Mind you, SLS is freaking expensive. Like oh, me yeah. and my one friend got a drink to share and it was, I think 300 or 400 bucks. So, yeah. Expensive. So <laughs> we finished that. I'm so sorry. As- what were you consuming? Like gold? <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I can't even tell you. I, like, I don't think know. I split it, it between just, four people. It was okay. It's probably like a big. Yeah, it was like a pitcher, but still, it. Oh my it should god, not have been worth. I could get that in New York City for a hundred bucks. Like yeah. that was ridiculous. Yeah. That's hilarious. But all I remember is as soon as we finished it, the security guards started kicking everyone out. So all you see are bikini-clad um, females, like shirtless <laughs> chads, all trying to catch birds <laughs> to go back to wherever post game at their hotels or oh. I for it's that a reason alone, yeah I'm not going back to Miami for a very long time Miami you're scarred <laughs> you're scarred it's fine there's trauma involved we get it <laughs> exactly <laughs> well no literally I think around like where I was at North Carolina like everything was shutting down like March 14th and it was like the same day as having a first date with oh. if you listen to the podcast so like I have dated around a lot so we give them all nicknames um Hannah's the one who like is engaged and like in a serious relationship I'm the one that's single Congratulations! (laughs) so like that's our whole dynamic I'm the single one she's the one in a healthy long-term relationship but I (laughs) was going on a date with this the actor um he is a very popular character that we have on this show because he is constantly in rotation um it's fine (laughs) I love that (laughs) but I was going on my first date with him and we were gonna go have he planned like this super romantic night out and then everything shut down that night he was like okay never mind do you want to have drinks at my apartment I was like sure yeah I guess that's fine so the date (laughs) still happened the date still happened and it was a great first date and he's very aware because we've talked since that it's an amazing first date does he listen to the podcast he does (laughs) hi actor (laughs) 
purple as well (laughs) he's the only one that does because he loves to know that he's a character on this show but it's fine (laughs) but i like that's i think like that is one thing that like especially now with covid and everything people in their 20s they're fucked like it's been like the weirdest time and like I feel like a lot of people feel like like their early 20s was like stolen from them in a way because you know the pandemic and everything it hasn't been normal like I knew people who were having their 21st birthdays in their basement because they couldn't go out and like celebrate I feel like my late 20s have been robbed because I've been in a pandemic and I haven't been able to enjoy them probably as much as I normally would I mean I graduated in 2020 from grad school. I was supposed to move out to Los Angeles then. And it took me till last year, like at the end of 2021 to move out here. And it's just been such a confusing time. Hannah was probably already supposed to be engaged and (laughs) it's okay. It's okay. Your wedding, your wedding, wedding, my wedding's on a Friday, not a Saturday. Cause there's apparently like 2 million weddings this year. Because That's everybody's trying to catch told. up from the previous Everyone's years. trying to catch up. So there were no Saturdays. And even in 2023. And I was like, well, I'm not waiting two years. So we're getting married on yeah. Friday. And it's great. It's going to be fine. <laughs> a long weekend. That's what I'm saying. Love. People can exactly. come and then still enjoy their weekend. And it was 50% cheaper. So- hey, <laughs> assume we love a steal. That That's what matters the most, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I'd do that, too. Yeah. I know. I was kind of like, why wouldn't I do this? And then like, you're not hungover before you <laughs> exactly. have to go back to work. Exactly. Like you have a whole day to recover. It's great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I know so many people who have started like dating and like in COVID and I feel like a COVID relationship is completely different than like a normal <laughs> relationship ever has been. How has your dating life been like since all of this? It is so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yep. (laughs) That is the synopsis. So I'll say this when I was in college, like dates weren't a thing because you would just Mm -hmm. see anyone that you were going to go on a quote unquote date with like at the bar or whatever. So it was very casual. You guys would just hang out, not necessarily like go out on dates. So as I since graduated two years post-grad and it's so interesting to see how guys my age communicate versus guys that are older than me. And like, yeah, people my age are still using Snapchat. I mean, granted, yep. you guys know the only reason why I still have Snapchat. <laughs> it's the only oh reason most people still have Snapchat. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but like, no, like I understand because I notoriously date younger guys. Like the actor is 24. 20. Like, oh for God. example, my cousin, I can only get in communication with her if I Snapchat text her. Like she does not respond to a text message. And I'm Wait, like, really? What? Is, where is the where's the logic in that no like, that's the thing yeah I will literally call out a guy if he is snap messaging me and I go why are you doing this when you have my number like and then or, or they, like Instagram DMing me like you have my phone number you literally have my phone number it was so funny this one guy um we'll nickname him as Canadian because he is in fact Canadian and or well I have two nicknames for him but we'll use Canadian for this one <laughs> So <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'll keep that second one alone, but <laughs> well, I'll need to hear that after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, what was it? He, we were texting and we were trying to make plans for a date. Granted, I am not the one who will ever make plans for a first date. Like yep. you have to set the initiative. You need to try and court me. I'm very traditional in that sense. Yep. 100%. So 
he's taking a very long time to make these plans. I'm like, the date is supposed to be tomorrow. What's going on? And then I took, I step away from my phone for a bit, come back about an hour later. You see, I have an Instagram notification from Canadian. This man is sending me a photo through Instagram DMs. Like we're on Snapchat. I'm like, first of all, this isn't the right app to be doing this. (laughs) No one does that. No one does that. that. Second of all, you have my number. We are having a conversation. I don't care to see half of your face in a photo (laughs) and with no words. What is just 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 like those? Like I was so baffled. I called him out and was like, is this is, are you taking a photo in like an airport right now? And he goes, ha ha. said, well, I thought we were playing guess that photo or guess where <laughs> I am because you ain't say nothing else. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, the communication is so bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People think that they're able to uh, just take as long as they want, which I mean, with the pandemic, I have been the same way that I don't respond as quickly just because I think we're just too immersed in the internet yeah. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also I'd say, you know, got most of the guys that I've talked to it's very difficult for them to actually take the plan of action to go out and make that date because um sod culture which like swipe online culture swiping slash online dating culture is Mm -hmm. just you get your little serotonin boost and then you're good so I've had all the apps for a very long time a very long time let me tell you (laughs) you think it's bad in Jersey (laughs) I live in Los Angeles oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry that laugh was so (laughs) dating in Los Angeles is torture it's not fun it's not fun I get New Jersey and also New York City people but yours Mm -hmm. especially (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. yeah I don't you gotta tell me about that because I'm gonna be in LA in a few weeks so it's not fun it's not fun at all like they're hot there's a lot of hot people that's the thing so many people are hot that especially the guys they're like well like I can get this hot girl like there, there's never they're never running out of hot people so like it's constantly like feel like some a lot of guys are like constantly trying to get the next hot girl in a way and like I went on this date with the Australian guy like um and it was a amazing first date so nice he was so good looking but he also had like a really good personality like there was you know there was depth behind his looks which and, we like, love yeah like we had really good banter he was also an actor. I have a type. And, <laughs> and, um, and like, we just sat there talking like deeply about film because I'm a filmmaker. We talked so much about film, Shakespeare, literature. Like we got really into philosophy, things like that. Ghosted me. <laughs> Made out with me in a bar. Still ghosted me. I, oh, there is a, spe- a special place in hell for the ghosters of the world. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, are you kidding me? You literally like you, you you wine and dined me, and then literally you just made left out with me. me in a bar and like left me not, hanging, like which I thought like normally I would hate because like, I hate PDA, but it was almost like I want everybody in this bar to know like this girl's with me. That was the kind of vibe that it was. Oh, that's a hot vibe. Yeah, well, it was a really hot vibe. And then like he walked me back to my apartment, and like we kissed outside of my apartment, and like you know I teased it like you know like I like you know I'll see you again kind of thing. Said he got COVID, never heard from him again. I was like, cool. So we're now using COVID as an excuse to ghost people now. Got it. Is that how they do things down under? Because like, (laughs) if so, I'm okay with not moving to Australia. Like, yeah. And then the 
banter. Like I liked that a lot in his accent. I mean, his accent got him very, very far. His accent, <laughs> his accent was the reason I went on the date to begin with. Let me just get that clear right now. I have a thing for accents. Um, however, like, anyway, we literally talked about like going to the Outback. <laughs> like I was like, that's what our second date Wait, should be. It's going to Outback out- Steakhouse. steakhouse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take you to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> He had never been here. He had never been. I was like, I think that'd be a funny ass. Yeah, what Australian wants to go to the Outback State? I thought I was like, we both thought it'd be a funny ass date, and he was like, and he was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. We can go get some shrimp on the barbie because it's not a fucking thing. It's not. No, life is not. No, no. One, they don't call them shrimp. They call them prawns. And yeah. And I guarantee you, they probably don't have a blooming onion. No, no, that's not. That's a southern blooming onion. deep fried onion ring thing that you pull off and dip in some zesty sauce it's a it's a texas thing so an onion ring southern thing yeah an onion ring but like the whole onion you know in the whole onion is dipped in as somebody who does very much enjoy onions (laughs) even if they do give me kick and breath i am so down to eat you would probably love if you like onion rings you'd like it okay bet so now i'm coming wait is it in, in north carolina it's at oh, yeah. every Outback Steakhouse. Any yeah. Outback. So, the closest oh. you can find. Oh, so five minutes away from me. Great. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. All right, guys, I'm just going to, like, leave right now. Even if you just, onion. yeah, even people literally go there to just get that. And then- I, I am tempted to drive all the way to Burbank, which is, like, <laughs> 10 miles away, but, like, with L.A. traffic an hour. Uh, so, like, <laughs> you're not ready for LA, man. Like, it, the traffic, it takes, it's Venice Beach. Is I live in West Hollywood. Venice Beach is nine miles away from me. It takes me almost 45 minutes to get there. With oh, gas man. being $6 a gallon, too. I saw that shit on Instagram <laughs> yesterday. And someone commented, they're like, we inside. <laughs> no one's doing anything no more. Nope. <laughs> These are the days I like to brag to people about having a Prius. <laughs> honestly these are the days everybody fucking makes fun of people everybody makes fun of people who have prius but i'm like look at me now look at me now i filled up my gas tank three times since moving out here in november only three times only three what oh my god okay prius is the wave that's gonna be my next car (laughs) i know i've got an suv and i fill up like once or twice a week so 60 miles to the gallon Mm. i would not make it yes i'd like to brag about that Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) I guess like one question and I guess pandemic aside, because I mean, are even including it because I feel like it has definitely changed the course of dating for sure. And I don't really know if we're ever going to probably go back to how it was pre-pandemic. What have been some of your biggest lessons that you've learned while dating in your 20s that you kind of like would wish like your younger self would have known? Oh, how much time we got, y'all? <laughs> that, that's a good one. First one is that I definitely would say yes to anyone who would give me attention. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they want to ask me out. Like, sure, I'm down. Where now my standards are definitely higher. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not just about looks, it's about how they carry themselves. If they think, if we might have similar values, if we're interested in some of the same things, because I'm not going to, my values aren't going to change. So we might as well just get it out of the way now. We have one date and our values don't align. It's fine. It was nice knowing you. Maybe you'll be a fuck buddy, but that's it. (laughs) Hey, that's that. Another thing is that 
I also have a type. And that type is the guys who are emotionally unavailable. Yep. Yep. I get that. And they yep. <laughs> always end up, to, I always end up getting with someone who is just got out of a relationship. Like there was one guy who I was so excited. This man, I was like, oh, we are so going to meet boyfriend and girlfriend. This is great. I was already envisioning our relationship and we had only been talking for a month or two. We have our first date because it was around the holidays. So it was hard to line mm-hmm. up our schedules. Mm-hmm. And he goes to me, he's like, oh, I guess I should totally be transparent. Like I just got out of a four year long relationship. <laughs> I was like, how, how long ago are we talking? And he says, oh, well, you know, we were quarantined together. And then I ended up moving out because I just needed like time away and everything. So it was pretty fresh, maybe like four-ish months. So we went on two dates. And then after the second date, he says to me, yeah, like, I don't think I'm ready to actually be like dating yet. Plus I also have a lot of things going on in my life, which granted he's in grad school and he's doing a lot of different things. So I was like, okay, that's totally fine. Thanks for being transparent. But it's like, if you were going to tell me right off the bat that you were just in a long-term relationship, (laughs) goodbye, forget my number. It's totally okay. The timing is not right for us. Timing is everything. And that's the thing I'm currently debating if right person, right time, no, right person, wrong time. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. I used to think that that was a thing. And then I realized, no, because if it was the right person, it would also be the right time. Like, that's just not a thing. There's really just, they're not the right person for you. And it's something that like <laughs> props to you for learning it now, like at 25, because like I'm 28 and I'm still fucking learning that. <laughs> not even 25. I'm still 23. So thank you. <laughs> I wish I would have known that at that age, but like, I didn't, I didn't really date that much when between, I didn't get a a really serious boyfriend until I was like 25. And if he, I say we have in a relationship, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. He likes to deny that, that, but it's fine. It's whatever. It's another story. He denies it. (laughs) I hate men. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's literally what we base this whole podcast off of. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, at least something good came out of it. Yeah. 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 But, uh, no, like I, the first, my early twenties, I was not like really looking for like a serious relationship. I was just having fun, dating around, just getting to know people, enjoying life. And when it came time for me to start getting, like, when I started like getting invested in relationships, I didn't really know like what I wanted and what my standards were, I guess either. Like I, dated a guy last year for a couple months who we called the writer um I didn't really like him I just was lonely and he lived out here in Los Angeles and so we started dating when I, as soon as I moved out here and it was almost like a comfort blanket in a way for me like it was just like a nice transition it was like the steady thing because as soon as I moved out here I had a job I quit that job after two weeks and got a new job um that I really wanted and I hadn't really, you know, my roommate was still new. Like we weren't friends before, like we were friends of a friend and I didn't really have a solid group of friends, like core girls yet that I was hanging out with. So like nothing in my life was stable and he was the only thing that was stable. And then we ended things. And like, I told, I called Hannah right afterwards and I was crying. I was like, just for the record, I'm not crying because I'm upset that we broke up. I'm crying because now I'm alone. And I, I'm alone in Los Angeles. I don't have a su- clear support system. And that's what he was for me. And it, 
I didn't want to admit that I was only dating somebody for that convenience and that fear of being alone kind of thing, which is so funny because I always tell people I like who I am single. Like I really like being single. I think I'm great. I think I'm at my best self and how I let, I, I used to let, and I'm trying still to not let that love and attention over consume my values and my standards for who I am. And I think it's something that if you learn that early on, great. That is amazing for you. You are only going to be better at dating than I am. (laughs) Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I also had this comfort crutch. I like to call him a comfort crutch, which Mm. he was so bad for me. So bad. I have spent probably a year and a half on this guy. We started seeing each other October of 2020. Mm -hmm. We dated for like six months, never official, no labels, no nothing. And we stopped talking just because I, I, just because of a fade out. So <laughs> story time. <laughs> so then, yes, we fade out for the summer, which is fine. I was on, I was having my summer fucks. I was having a great time mm-hmm. dating around. And then September rolls around and he randomly hits me up on a Saturday night. And I'm like, huh, what's he doing here? And then we were on and off talking for, from September of 2021 mm-hmm. to I kid you not this past week not even this past week <laughs> four days ago <laughs> four days ago because I called him when I was tipsy I was wine not even tipsy wine drunk I had four glasses of red and the best I was drunk. like you need to well, rip off <laughs> I mean granted I'm pretty sure I remember most of the things I said to him but it was a quick call like five minutes mm-hmm. but I was like I'm just over this but when we were like going back for around who knows whatever of us trying to see if things were going to work out. He had said to me, he was like, yeah. So I actually ended up having a girlfriend while we were on our break. Como se dice, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) From that, the summer that we were not talking, he had a girlfriend and I go to, I go to him. How'd you guys meet? When were you talking? He goes, there wasn't any overlap. I was like, we stopped talking in May. And you told me that you guys started dating end of June to around the beginning of August this timeline isn't working he goes Mm -hmm. oh I met her through a one of my friends but like all my friends hated her and then I said okay Mm -hmm. continues to say to me yeah and I tried things again with her in the winter this past winter and I go around when because we were talking on and off from September to literally February of this year. And he goes, we started dating right before Thanksgiving and we ended things right before Christmas. Now, mind you, because this man is so toxic to me, like (laughs) the worst, I go through phases where I will just, I've blocked him before. I delete our texts because I'm the type of person out of sight, out of mind. Yep. (laughs) But then the one thing though, I got a laptop and my laptop's a Mac. So, you know, those texts be syncing up. They're still there. Yeah, still And there. you realize I, if you, blo- if you don't block somebody on your, if you block someone on your phone, you also have to block them on your Mac as well too. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cause the message, unfortunately, yep, I, I learned that block- it for you. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> Cause right now he's not um, blocked. Cause I was like, I it's like, that's too dramatic, uh, but I'm just going to delete the contact. So I don't remember like mm-hmm. who it is. And mm-hmm. because if it's on my phone, I'm going to have to scroll. But I was scrolling right before I, right before I did the wine drunk call. And I was like, Hmm, he said there wasn't no overlap, but let me see text messages 
October, Receipt. November, December. Yeah. When he was having problems with her because he said that none of his friends liked her, he was reaching out to me. And that's when I said to myself, this comfort crutch isn't even providing me with comfort. It's just mm-hmm. constantly being in my head and securities and whatnot. So after I hung up, like after we ended the call, the next day I was pretty down bad. Like I was really sad just a few days ago because it was like, wow, I really just fully let go of the crutch. I have no intention on reaching back out because I'm like, you could talk to me for over six months, not even call me your girlfriend. You meet a girl allegedly for three weeks and y'all are boyfriend and girlfriend. Absolutely not. No way. I'm not going to look like no boo-boo the fool. Even if I am, (laughs) you ain't going to paint me like some clown. (laughs) Screw that. So it's just like comfort crutches, even though they're so great in the moment, it just deters you. And then being on dates with other people and you still have your comfort crutch, you think about the comfort crutch. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> Hannah, Hannah knows exactly who the fuck I'm thinking about right now. She's looking at me like, bitch, you got a comfort crutch, which I do, which I do. We call like, each other. I feel like but we don't call it. We don't call each other a comfort crutch. We call each other our creative muses because we both inspire each other creatively. Okay, Julia Fox, is that her name? <laughs> Anka Jams or whatever. Anka Jams. And creative muses my ass. Crutchy, comfort crutch. <laughs> oh my God, I'm realizing now that the actor is my Julia Fox. <laughs> I love that that's a thing now. Can I just say? I love everything about that. <laughs> now he can say I was Emily Barton's muse when she wrote all we were <laughs> it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine oh god now I am really reconsidering everything in my dating life because here's the thing I'm not going to mention who the guy is um for my safety um but <laughs> I'm not even going to mention his nickname but it, it, so there's this guy who basically we were talking, hanging out. I don't really know what we were, but like the fact that you even define talking as something uh, for this dude, like it makes me make sense for me because me and this dude, we were talking and everything. And then like homeboy like FaceTimes me from Brazil. Right. And like, we, he like lives in America. He, 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 he lives in America, but his father lives in Brazil regardless. Like, over Thanksgiving break and everything this is like back in like 2019 he like facetimes me like fall away from Brazil and it's like you know texting me we're constantly like talking and everything hanging out two weeks later he goes to Miami and meets a girl and then after only knowing her for two weeks she moves into his apartment holy Jesus take the wheel Jesus take the wheel you are kidding no 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 don't tell me it gets worse I will tell you the rest of the story off the air because I cannot publish it for the world to know. It's the one thing that I cannot publish, but yeah, like just the audacity that some men have. And like, that's the thing. I wish it was only like that. Like in your early twenties, but no, they fucking do this into their late twenties too. Like it's the audacity never runs out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like the fountain. Hannah's lucky because she met her fiance in high school. So, like, Again. she doesn't have to fucking worry about this shit. Wait, really? That's so sweet. And also, he was, so he was my first boyfriend. And then we, we were, like, always. Broke the, up. We broke up forever. And then 
he randomly popped back into my life so how how randomly are we talking um well he had like we were kind of like off and on talking and then like I like got in a serious relationship and I was like I'm done with him and then he randomly like texted me and I was like shit no I'm not (laughs) (laughs) it's as soon as that name pops up I'm telling you was it oh it was his number I never saved his name Oh. I like I had I was in I will number, never yeah. forget it I was in old Navy's dressing room because I was buying pixie pants for my job my first job out of grad school and I see his number pop up and I said holy shit and I had to sit down on the little like bench and like take a minute I was like I can't I don't know what's happening and then yeah well yeah he full on thought you were married by then yeah he so. asked me if I was engaged like he was trying to figure like gauge because I had been in a almost five-year relationship before him yeah which went on way incredibly too long um <laughs> but so he was trying to gauge like where I was in that if I was engaged if I was married so yeah it was very very interesting yeah that you timing spent, though you wow. spent your early 20s in a long-term relationship in college with the guy that did not go to my college so I was like home every weekend and everyone around me was getting married and I felt all this pressure. And then how did it, how I've never asked you this, like, how did it feel to be in a serious relationship in your early twenties when like no one else in your life, like kind of was, I think that's why I went off the wagon my senior year of college when we took a break and like, mm. cause we took a lot of breaks, which was unhealthy, but I like went. I went through a party, like crazy phase later than later than the rest (laughs) of everyone, because I felt like I had missed out on like meeting people and going out and like not giving a shit and just kind of doing whatever I wanted. And there was for, for the one time in college, there was never that, like, I feel bad or like him checking in on me or like him saying, are you going out tonight? Like, I just felt this, like, like my mind was always Freedom. somewhere else. And I felt this sense of like, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to report to anybody what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I, and I felt like I missed that from like the like 18, 19, 20, 21. It really wasn't until I was like 21, 22 that I actually finally had that little bit of a party phase. So, and then I went to grad school and then I got, <laughs> and then I got back with him in grad school. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, it wasn't I until s- I got into the real world that I was like, okay, we're not vibing. <laughs> this it is was almost it. like like in that little world of college that everything yeah. like seemed perfect and great and it was going to work out. And then you get out because he ended up, he ended up applying to the school I was at and coming and like, he was up there with me. And so then it felt more like an actual thing. And then as soon as I had to come home, he decided he was going to do like distant college so that he could come with me. And I just felt like it was always like a, I'm attached to you on the back. Like I do whatever you do. Mm-hmm. No independence from us. I felt mm-hmm. like we weren't growing individually. We grew together and that was not healthy. So, yeah, that's, oh, that's so different, I guess, from like my experience in college, because I never had a boyfriend. I would talk to people here and there, but it was never anything serious. I was in like a two year long situation but that's, that's a different one from this other guy. I don't have a nickname for that guy, but he knows that I always talk shit about him. So it's fine. (laughs) He always knows you talk shit about him on the internet. It's fine. Yeah. Like if he, if he thinks that I wouldn't, then he did not know me at all. So, (laughs) right. Like, God, I understand that. 
Yeah. And like with him, it was just very awkward because he was older, but the way that it worked for him because he was trying to go to school for basketball, but then he had like an injury. So then it didn't work out. So he took a break from school because he just wanted to get his body right. So he could try to do walk on tryouts for basketball. He didn't make the team. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. And so we were, he was like five or six years older than me. I think when we first started talking, I was 18 and he was 22 or 24, somewhere around there. Um, but then you know, he got a girlfriend. This Here's the thing. I don't know what is it with me, but these men, I really be giving them my all and then we fade out and then they get a girlfriend. I'm you, over it. You're a foster girlfriend. You become yeah. the foster. Yeah. I love that phrase. That's what we yeah. always say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a foster girlfriend in mm-hmm. a way you, and then they go off and find their forever home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is adding up because I'm literally mind blown and I cannot wait to text my roommate about this because after. I'm also, I'm also a foster girlfriend. So I understand. I understand completely. Yeah. Cause we, he got the girlfriend and then faded out. This is another thing that happened in the pandemic. So right as it was my 22nd birthday and I did a zoom call with my friends. Like I had my Applebee's, my cheese, my champagne. I was <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> I, honestly, it was one of the best birthdays I had just because I still felt loved, even though I wasn't with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I get a text from this man. I go, I text my roommate. Well, my now roommate. And I was like, girl, you're not going to believe who just texted me. And she goes, no, girl, you're not going to answer. You're not going to do this. <laughs> what do I do? I engage with it. <laughs> of course, because we cannot, we cannot not. <laughs> the opportunity has presented itself. Like, it- we and have we to see, see. We have to see what happens. We you have see. to seize the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have to. I was crying to her. Like, of course, he's reaching out to me on my birthday and he knows it's my birthday. My birthday is April 1st. Like, this is why also <laughs> my life's a joke. That's why. You know what? I think that's the reason why these men play me like Boo Boo the Fool. Like, that has to be it. I think I don't know how in astrology that maps out, but I'm going to say it is. I mean, you're an Aries and just like Hannah, so I love it. (laughs) And then he, I was crying to my roommate as he's texting me. And then the next day he's like, can we have a phone call? I'm having a phone call with him, FaceTiming. He's telling me him and his girlfriend are like on the outs because she was cheating on him. Of course. And I was like, oh, karma. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) and then we started talking from that time in like, April, May, and it started off as just being a friendship to the summer where it was like more than a friendship, but we weren't saying it was like a Mm -hmm. relationship, Mm -hmm. but I was having phone calls with him like four times a day. Like my parents were like, who are you talking to? Um, If the parents were asking, then you know. Yeah, it's a problem. Tell me how. I really am a foster girlfriend because he started talking to this girl and he would tell me about his dating escapades. I tell him about mine. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I think it's getting serious. I said to him, do whatever you want. Like I fully support you because she seems like a really nice girl, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying that if you guys start dating, it's official. And then you fully cut me off or like you stop hitting me up and like texting Mm -hmm. me and stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is unforgivable. You are going to get blocked, deleted. Like we're not going to be friends ever again. And what happened? I texted him about our favorite show's finale. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm sobbing. Like, have you watched yet? I need to talk to you about it. Silence. Mm-hmm. silence for mm-hmm. a whole year and a half I got a snapchat from this motherfucker <laughs> in freaking December of 2021 this is o- over a year and a half of us not talking and he goes to 
And it's just a Snapchat, a Snapchat with half his face in it. No words. Oh no. The words were like, oh, it's this warm in December. Boy, fuck out of here. Oh, I don't my care God. about the weather. As soon as he snapped me. It's just probably back up on your radar. Like he knows that you've forgotten about him. And so it's like, oh, let me send her a signal so she doesn't forget about me completely. It's just a continuous breadcrumbing. It's almost like zombieing. Like he hasn't completely ghosted you and died yet. So he's just going to like haunt you in a way. Exactly. It was just wild to me because I was like, you have the audacity to reach out. There is no point. And then it just makes me feel so bad because I'm like, are you guys having problems again? Is that the reason why you're going to reach out to me? I could not deal. And after that, I was like, okay, you are getting blocked. He is blocked on everything. I even blocked him on Venmo. Oh, I've done that. Oh, I've done that. I I blocked the doctor who is my toxic narcissistic ex. I blocked him on Venmo on LinkedIn because I saw him looking at my LinkedIn, um, Spotify, um, Facebook. He still hit you up in the email. He emailed our podcast. He He emailed emailed the podcast. Both of us. Not my personal email. The podcast. Hello at the galsguidepod.com. Like he emailed that. So let me get I saw it first and I was let me get into this real quick. The listeners, listeners already know this story. The listeners, if you're a loyal listener, you know this story. Um, because they followed it day by day. So the doctor, so I made a film, right? The doctor is who my film is about and um about our really toxic relationship. And we broke up like in August 2019, December 31st, 2020. I get an email, um, not apologizing, not you know, saying he's remorseful for how he treated me, just explaining, you know, that he's gone to therapy and, you know, the therapy hasn't really helped apparently because, you know, he hasn't acknowledged the fact that he's a narcissist, but, um, that he has a certain, he has a fearful, anxious attachment and that I should use these. He sent me PDFs for, of, of his psychological issues that I should use in the film to build his character. He really is narcissistic. And then <laughs> this past Christmas, he texted me. I thought I blocked him. But again, I told you, if you don't block on your Apple computer, you, you that's how block. you found out. <laughs> that's how I found out. So, yeah, um, that was fun. That was a fun time for me. Yeah. The thing is, okay, therapy is so necessary. Like, I just recently got a therapist uh-huh. and it's great. Guys love to use therapy as like a, I am in therapy now. Like, let's hang out. Let's reach out. Because that one guy that I was saying that I just ended things with when we, after the whole summer situation where he had that Mm -hmm. girlfriend that I didn't know about, he had said to me, yeah, I'm in therapy now. Like I'm doing better Mm -hmm. because he had a lot of stuff going on in his own life. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is great. I was gassing him up to everyone. He's in therapy now. We're Mm going to try again. Tell me how this guy had gone to maybe four therapy sessions, hadn't seen his therapist in (laughs) two, three months. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We were just talking about this in our last episode about like self-awareness. Like it's one thing to know that you're toxic and that you have issues that you need to work on. It's another thing to not work on them. Like to be self-aware and not work on being your, being toxic is so fucking narcissistic and just awful. Like you were literally just like, oh, this is just the excuse for why I am the way I am, but I'm not going to do anything to fix it. So you're responsible for how you react to it. Exactly. And that's the thing is we're no one's mothers currently. Like we should not have to baby these people and tell them like, oh, it's going to be okay. Like my roommate always says me and our other friend are this way that we really do like coddle these grown ass men Mm -hmm. and to be like, what do you need help with? How can I help? No, no more helping in 2022. They got to 
work on it by themselves. And the thing is, obviously therapy is a luxury and a privilege for a lot of people, especially because health insurance doesn't always cover it. Like I'm paying out of pocket. 100%. The thing is like, (laughs) why try to bring other people down when you have, you are able to afford therapy. This man, I can totally oust him because I mean, what's he going to do? working two jobs right now like that and both companies don't know that he's working for the other company he is making close to 250k right now yeah he which... can afford therapy he could have better help like betterhelp.com <laughs> not a sponsor but like it's not that oh. like you can afford betterhealth.com he can afford my health care he can <laughs> he can afford, he can both afford me therapies. me as a human <laughs> like it is he has the resources but if you're yeah. not going to do it then what am I going to, no, absolutely not. No. Mm. At a big age, can't yeah. do that. One of our biggest things is just, you know, not being a foster girlfriend and not being and on top of that, like with being a foster girlfriend, you're also that person's therapist in a way. And like, unless he is paying you, then you would, are not his therapist there. You should not be like, unless you were getting that coin, like do not sit there and be his mother or be his therapist, because that's all he's looking for at that current time. That's why you're a foster girlfriend, because that's all he needs. And it's not your fault that his mother didn't love him enough. <laughs> like it's not your fault. You don't have to repay that. Just trust me. I thought if I, t- I thought Bitch, if I fucking thought I could do that, if I thought, I literally thought I could, the doctor said that he had never been in love before. He had never seen love before because his mother was abusive and his father was as well too. And I'm like, it's my duty now to be. I will make you love me. And we will love each other. (laughs) I will give you love and you will see love. Do you think I'd be single now if that worked? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think I'd be alone if that worked? No. Me and Emily right now, we're like the poster childs of this, of foster girlfriends. Yeah. Can that be your next movie, please? Girl, if you need oh an actress, like, honestly. <laughs> honestly, just calling it foster girlfriend. Yeah. That is honestly, because so many people can relate to that. Like, so like, I think you've used the, Emily, you've used the like taxi cab thing. Like oh, yeah. men just get in a cab and then one day they decide to like turn on the light and like yeah. get out and find their forever home. And like, yeah. you're just possibly one of the girls in passing that just gets in the yeah. cab. Like guys there's don't no, often, there's like psychological proven facts that like guys don't often marry the girl that they're like in love with. Uh, obviously Hannah, I think yours is different. And I'm not saying that because <laughs> you're the, my best friend. I'm saying that it's because okay. I, I'm saying that because it's true. Like, I mean, yeah. for the fact that he, you weren't just around when Blaine wanted to getting married, like you guys, like had history and everything but there is a lot of proven fact that a lot of men when they decide to get married they're just they're at the age and that they're at this moment in their life where they're like okay yeah I want to get married I'm just going to marry this girl they're not usually marrying the love of their life usually the love of their life they let go and they fully regret it so that's the thing to always look at like chasing marriage from a guy like it's not always because they are deeply in love with you and like, they're just ready to be married and they're just ready to have a life now. And like, you're just a girl that they're like, they have a taxi cab and one day they just decide to turn their light on. And the next girl that gets in the cab is the girl that they married. That's such an interesting perspective, especially about like when they think they're at the age where they need to get married. Because mm-hmm. I, like I was saying earlier, I tend to date older. So most of the guys that I'm dating, they're in their like late twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys I said to him, wasn't even a date. We were both at a bar. He's a friend of a friend and then ended up sleeping over, which I was so happy about. Once he left, I was doing a happy dance in my bedroom with my roommate. Like, I didn't think he was in me. I'm so high. 
but I had said to him because all we did was cuddle that night but I was like I'm gonna be totally straight up with you I'm like dating to like actually meet someone I'm not just like messing around and whatnot and he goes I'm at that age where like I'm looking more so for something a little bit more serious and I was so hyped when he said that granted Mm -hmm haven't seen him since. I mean, that was like a week and a half ago, but it's mm-hmm. fine. Cause you know, we're both traveling busy people, mm-hmm. but it's for the peep, the guys that I was dating that was in their early thirties that are still just trying to date around. They're fucking around. They're going to the college bars that they should not be attending. Yes, and that's yeah. why I'm seeing them everywhere. Right. Like it's about where in their lives they're ready. Yeah. Oh. And even if they've been married before, it doesn't mean they're ready for marriage again. Coming from somebody who has div- dated a divorcee um, does not mean they're ready for marriage again. And they probably need to heal from that marriage as well, too. So I, but think- I think like what you did, like establishing kind of like what you're hoping yeah. to get out of this is like really so- important to do. And I think a lot of people don't do that in the beginning. And yeah. then it just kind of like everyone's in a different headspace and has a different goal in mind. Yeah. It, it, I think so many people are afraid because they they don't want to know, like they're like, oh, this person's so great, so amazing, so hot. I really hope that they're not just looking for a hookup and they're afraid of that answer. And but at the end of the day, like it's gonna save you so much pain and hurt down the road because like I'd rather know day one that you're not looking for a serious relationship than know that three months down the line and then I'm like, what the fuck. Like I'm over here, like falling head over heels, like in love with you. And you were just like looking at me like Jenny down the block. Like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Jenny down the block. I'm screaming. <laughs> but like, I am in my, I'm at this age and I want to know what your uh, opinion is. I'm at the age where I'm seeing a lot of my exes, not only get into new relationships, but I'm seeing them get married. And it's, do you think it ever gets easier seeing your ex with someone else? And how do you cope with that? How do you move on with that? Because you said with the other guy too, that he had a secret relation, like secret girlfriend the whole time too. So how, did you ever get comfortable with that? Knowing that, or like seeing them together? I had no idea. Well, for the first guy who I had like was in that situation with when I was mm-hmm. in college, the way that I found that he had a girlfriend was because he didn't have a very big friend group in school. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm every one of his stories revolved around the same five people. So for him to post a photo on Instagram with a girl at her graduation party that I've never heard of, I was able to, in my heart, I knew something yeah. Yeah, was happening. Yeah. And then I had seen him the next day and that was the last time I saw him up until, you know, he reached out on my birthday. That didn't get easier, especially because even though I had followed him and whatnot, he was mm-hmm. still public on Instagram. So I would like, go on his page I'd see all these couple photos and I'd get really in my bag because he wasn't posting me on his insta even though we were never official so Mm -hmm. it was that idea of what does she have that I don't which Mm. is such a toxic mindset to be in but you can't help but just fall into it whereas with this other guy who was in that secret relationship oh I brought it up every chance I could get (laughs) in an argument, in a fight. And granted, he told me that. And then he told me about the secret relationship. I told my friends about it and they were like, Tina, we're going to be there for you as a comfort, but you know how we feel about this guy. Like he is not good for you. He's doing all this stuff, but like, here you are being the best person possible for him. And so it only took me like two and a half weeks. And then I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like you wanted this, you wanted that girl and not me. And 
I mean, I'm saying it as if we're like prizes to be won or something. I mean, yes, we are all prizes, but I'm saying it, it shouldn't be at the choice of the male speaking from like a hetero perspective. And I needed to remove myself from his little roster of whoever else he was talking to, because you're not going to have that opportunity. You had almost two years you had a plethora of opportunities (laughs) so much time a cornucopia (laughs) if you will (laughs) yeah to answer your question overall it's it's hard and you yeah the only way I get over it is when I find (laughs) a new comfort grudge (laughs) I was taking my snaps back <laughs> but a healthy one. A healthy a hel- Okay, I can get behind a healthy cover. <laughs> Is that even a thing? I probably uh, not. Probably not. Maybe, maybe like a he- once I start like dating and I'm yes, like working people. out. Working yeah. out. It's a healthy. Cover. <laughs> <laughs> Eating healthy, meditating, yoga, reality TV. <laughs> These are things that I don't do. Finding <laughs> drama in other people's lives, and then that that feeds your. <laughs> You're exactly. Drama so literally, it's just my dating life is Hannah's. So your dating life. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I have to be the toxic one in order to entertain her. It's fine. I'm the joker for everybody in their life. It's fine. I'm the jester. I'm the comic relief. I am God's personal stand-up comedy act. It's fine. Emily, I think we're the same person. I'm just <laughs> going to say it right now. I really think we are. Honestly. <laughs> but I think one thing, and this is probably the last thing I want to bring up, is... Commitment with men. I don't. I. I. And I think women too. I think that a lot of women, my roommate being one of them, uh, commitment issues that they have. Like my roommate, bless her soul, she is twenty three years old. Um, and I know you're twenty three as well, but her twenty three is very different than your twenty three. She's net. She is just now starting to date, like, like seriously, and like date lots of people, and like this is completely different time for her than I feel like yours is because she was so much into her studies when she was in college and now she's living in LA and she's really now starting to get into dating and she's like I don't know like what I want and I was like that's fine you don't have to know like right now like you're 23 like this is the time for you to figure out what you want and everything but I mean she's dated men who were in their like 32 and like they're like oh I'm just trying to like you know sleep around and like just figure out what I am because we're in Los Angeles a toxic city of like all that but I I don't think I think it just depends on like you hitting that moment in your life where you're just like not bored but like you're just tired from dating around like for me personally I am exhausted from dating around it is my least favorite thing it takes a lot for me to go on a first date with a person like I have to really be vibing with you on hinge because that's the only way I'm meeting people nowadays because no one in LA meets people authentically um but it takes a lot for me to get you off of hinge get your number and then want to go on a date with you after that and oh yeah I don't think it's a commitment issue thing it's just it is what is about what are you adding value to my time precisely and Mm -hmm. it's just deciphering how do you know if someone's worth your value worth your time worth your energy because I'm I work and I I'm still working nine to five are you worth me doing my makeup because I work from home are you worth me doing my makeup to now go out add energy to my day to my dating life and I think that if a lot more people had that mindset with their dating life it'd probably be a lot more valuable and a lot more worth it if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. And, and like more picky. Like, I feel like you'd be more picky with who you actually give your time to. Yeah. Because I've dated some slugs and I am tired of dating <laughs> like people who are not worthy of my time or my looks. Honestly, if we're going to get really down to it, like yes. I know that I am a goddess. I have it literally tattooed on me, the word goddess. So like I need to meet somebody <laughs> who is just going to be as ethereal as I am. Retweet to that. And I feel <laughs> the exact same way. Like if you, I was saying earlier about being courted, you need yes. to mm-hmm. want to pick a day. It can't be, we don't do same day dates. That is no. never going to no. be a thing. No. I'm I, also, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I always say, if you want to see me like on a Friday night, I need to know by Wednesday. Like if you make plans with me for the weekend after Wednesday, I'm not going on them. Oh, I don't even allow for weekend dates like I have to be so into you or you have to plan a really nice date in order for me to go with you on the weekend because I think my Friday Saturday Sundays they're for my friends they're for me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's for the it girls Saturday to put the girls yes exactly so like there is one guy who reached out to me I think it was honestly on a Wednesday or Tuesday and said oh are you free this weekend what are your plans I'm busy like I'm not going to um hang out with you a different guy, because I've had many guys love to do this. A different guy, I had reached out to him because we were talking on Instagram DMs. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but mm-hmm. that's where our conversations were. And I said, Oh, what are you up to this weekend? Or what are you doing tonight? Just to have conversation. Mm-hmm. Why does this man think that I'm trying to have plans and make plans with him on a Friday night? He goes to me, Oh, I'm actually going out and like doing stuff tonight. I forget what excuse he came oh, up with. Actually going out. Like, I don't. Yeah. What? I, I don't care. I, don't, <laughs> I, was, I was just making conversation, nice. but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I had posted a story with me and my friends at a bar, and he has the audacity to respond to it saying, Oh, glad to see you're able to find plans. <gasps> No, bitch. No, honey. You were never my plan. You were never my plan. I immediately said, I already had these plans. LMAO. I'm booked and busy on the weekends. Thank you. <laughs> like, you're oh, not. Oh, my. Oh, okay. All right. The audacity. Again, that's all men have is the audacity. I was like, no, I just think, especially as I'm dating and I'm starting to find something a bit more serious, like Mm -hmm. you are going to have to set the time aside for me. And I like to do weekday dates because it shows me that you're going to, if we were to continue this relationship, you're going to set the time aside to make sure I'm a priority. That's a good point. That's how I like it. If you don't want to do a weekday date, bye. Not for me because I'm needy. I know I'm needy. I quality time is one of my, mm-hmm. I think it's my top love language. Mm-hmm. Me too, girl. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mine's acts of service. So like, I'm just as needy. I feel like, like I need you to do stuff for me. I need you to pick me up. I need you to pay for this dinner. Thank you so much. Even though I'm fully capable of doing all that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want me to see that this is worth it, I need you to make an investment into me. Investment yeah. money and time wise. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. a plan. I'm such a, I need a plan. Even reservations. We live in, I live in Los Angeles. You cannot go we anywhere a without a fucking reservation. If you do not have a reservation, we're not going on a date. Like if you think that you have the audacity to get into Laurel hardware on a Wednesday night without a reservation, we're not doing it. Like it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. Julia Roberts eats there on Wednesday nights. <laughs> like we're not getting in. You think we can go to John and Vinny's without a restaurant? I'm sorry. I was just there. James Gordon was there. Like, we're not getting in. Girl, I need to, I, you need to give me a restaurant list after this because I'm taking mental notes now. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in LA for how long? I need to. If you're going to be in LA, and- make reservations a month ahead of time. Oh, girl, I'm going to be there in a week and a half. <laughs> so I think I'm, 
in and out for me. <laughs> in and out food trucks. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the food trucks. I've had in and out, and I was like, Shake Shack. Yeah, wasn't really vibing. So. I agree. In and out is not. It's overrated. It's okay. Shake yeah. Shack. Mm-hmm. Shake Shack is where it's at. It's my. <laughs> I do. I do like Shake Shack. That's where that I reside. Is Shake Shack. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. So last thing I kind of want to ask you. So we asked all of our guests this as well too. What would be your survival tip for surviving dating in your twenties? We always like to end every episode with survival tip. So what would your be yours be for dating in your twenties? I'd say use if you have this is for iPhone users. Mm-hmm. Find my friends is heaven sent. If you're not using it already, because at the end of the day, like a lot swiping and online dating culture is so big now, like you were saying, people aren't kind of like going up to you at bars anymore and like asking for your number and then following through with asking you on a date the next day, because they're already just happy that they got your number. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are dating online. I have found my friends on for probably like 20 of my friends, which I looked at the list and I need to remove some people, but having that list for find my friends, it's so nice because my friends know exactly where I am. I -hmm. send them a screenshot of their person's face, their name. They know the plan beforehand. And then we go from there. I think that's the biggest survival tip, especially in the New York city area, because New York has just been like really scary and a lot scarier than it has been. So keeping that in mind is so important. And also be confident and like talk yourself up. Even if you aren't feeling your best self, talk yourself up because the way that I used to talk about myself, dates could kind of feel that energy. And then they would like treat me a little bit differently. Whereas now, because I'm exuding this confident, I am a high-class bougie ass mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. They're taking me to these high-class bougie places, even though mom. My wallet is not paying for these places, but they are. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm bougie when I need to be. Mm -hmm. And so having that energy and my friends even saying it too, it's like, wow, Tina, you really want to like go to Soho house and get drinks. And then how's this guy asking you out on a date two weeks later at Soho house? It's like, thank you. So Mm -hmm. thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those are my survival tips. Cool. Awesome. I love that. And trust me, I can relate to all of that. And this first survival tip with the find your friends, I'm going to pass that clip along to my roommate because, um, she really needs to implement it into her life. (laughs) 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 But before we let you go, I want to give you a chance to shout out everything that you are on all your social media platforms where people can find your podcast, all of that. The mic is all yours. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. This combo was so nice. So yes, like therapeutic yes. and so fun. <laughs> so thank you for allowing me to come on. And um, as far as where you guys can find me. So my name is Tina with an H. It's T-I-N-A space W forward slash and H. Um, the H is at the end. So if you search just that anywhere, you're probably going to be able to find me. Um, but it's also T-I-N-A-H dot O-G-A-L-O on Instagram. And also for my podcast, it's the In Your 20s podcast. 20s with a Y-S, not at the end, not an I-E-S, just because the I-E-S was taken and like my name's not really spelled correctly. So my podcast doesn't have to be either. I love it. Um, <laughs> so with those two, you guys can find me anywhere. And we will leave a link to all that and our show notes for you guys to check out as well. Tina, thank you so much for coming on. We have really enjoyed this. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.
And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.